fingering the skull, Marty. That is just cool as shit. It is really cool skull. Yeah. Welcome to the Edge of the Headlights podcast. My name is Rob, and sitting across me fingering a dinosaur skull is Marty. How was your week, Marty? Well, my highlight is I'm fingering a dinosaur skull, so that should really put it all into perspective. <laughs> that's not that's not a good highlight. <laughs> it shouldn't be, but there it is. Uh, no, uh, it, it's all right, I guess. Uh, went to uh, Corks 3 last weekend. Is to what? Corks 3. Oh. It is only a limited run. Here we're only getting it to it for a week, uh, being run through Fathom Events. Fantastic fucking movie. If you, if you like the other clerks, it is a good end to a trilogy of films. Uh, really, really fucking good. If you get the chance to go see it and you really love uh, Kevin Smith's clerks, <coughs> you owe it to yourself to sit for that two hours and go watch. Uh, two hours? Yeah, it's about two hours. It's still all black and white still? No, no, no. Only the first one is black and white. Yeah, that's yeah, the only one I've ever seen. Oh Jesus! No, I seen the second one because I had the donkey showing it, yeah, and yeah. there's a mayonnaise reference in there that didn't catch yeah, till like yeah. almost toward the end. But yeah, no, it's a that really really good finale to Dante and Randall's story. Uh, oh. They finally Kevin, got married. Kevin Smith kind of uh, coming back on track with with some of his stuff. Uh, I lo- I love Smith, but some of his movies that have come out lately have been kind of. They've not been the best, but this was definitely more backup. Didn't he do that one about the Canadian clerks, kind of like that, but they're two chicks and they fight Wendigos or demons? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of that. I actually want to see that. Huh? Yoga hosers. Yoga hosers? Yeah, that's the second of his three planned. And the first one was Tusk, wasn't it? Tusk was. I really like those movies. That's a fucked up movie, dude. They are darker and and weirder. (laughs) <laughs> um, even like the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, it was funny, but it was it kind of redundant to how good the first one was. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, uh, but Clerks Three really is a return to form for Kevin Smith in, in storytelling, and it was just fucking unreal. Right? Now we've turned into the Kevin Smith podcast. So yeah, sure, if you man, listen to this, could, uh, Marty would have an orgasm if you got a hold of us. Right, right, man. He Me, I'd be like, eh. He throws us onto his Smodcast show. I'd be like, hell yeah, man. No, I did actually uh, did meet him out in L.A. when I was at Comic-Con. It was You're all fancy-like going to L.A. I know, it was Here fun. I am stuck in South Dakota. Yeah, no, it was, it was a really fantastic film. That's my one recommend for the week. Everything else after that just goes downhill during the show because <laughs> everything else is horrible. So, here we go, folks. Yeah. No, I'm just glad this weather's finally that Hotness is over. Uh, Thank God. Right. Yesterday was a miserable shit. It was. Oh, it was. It was terrible. Fuck. I'm like, this is like July weather. I'm yeah. like, come on. It's yeah, almost the end of September. For just like one day, I got up and my windows are fogged up in my house. And I was like, oh, fuck. That means it's really shitty outside. <laughs> I don't even have my house that cold. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God. I was down in Where Sioux Falls go? yesterday, and it was like 100 degrees down there. Yeah. I'm like, good thing I wore shorts. Yeah, it's miserable. But like in 90 days, like the day before we had all that fog, yeah, that yeah. Christmas week, we're going to get like five feet of snow for like two days. Right. Yeah, it's, it's bad, man. No, and then today I get up, and it was like 54 degrees. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, well, this is boring. Like, yeah. I am mad at you, though. Shit, though. I am mad at Marty, yeah, folks, because he did not tell me that there was no more seasons of the Orville. I've watched them all. Oh, yeah, it's only three so far. 
You're, there, I thought you said there was four. No. I have I have a recording of you saying there was four. No, there's three. I don't believe you. I'm going to go back there to the back There is a fourth log. one on the way. They've, they've already uh, written, yes, they are doing a fourth, but there is only three. Okay. Outright. I, I'll let it slide this time. And this time it'll slide. Did you get through all of season three then? Yep. Oh. That was really good. It's so funny. They got better. Good, I oh, mean, yeah. there's, there's a couple in there. Yeah, if you want to get to the episode, skip it like five minutes ahead. We might be to it by then. Right. But um, I like the way that actually it's almost it's I hold it as the same caliber as Star Trek the original for the stuff they did. Right, right, right. Because especially that one with the red haired guy, I can't think of his name, Gordon. Yeah. Oh, the and uh, his and his his subplot line he yes. had that is phenomenal. I did not expect that no, to happen. Man. I expected uh, something totally else, but. That was an awesome subline that tied into everything. Yeah, it, it's like I said. Most of season three, the episodes are almost like movies. Uh, yeah, they're hour and a half like long. Hour twenty, hour yep. and a half, hour and forty each episode, and each one is just fucking blew me away. I think they they blew away the first two seasons. As much as I like the first two seasons, yep. third season just like kicked it to a whole different kind of show, and it's just fucking unreal how good that show is. Yeah, I have no which I have no direction what way they're going because at oh, the yeah. end you have you have certain things going on I wasn't right, expecting right. and now it's going to go I don't know yeah, it could it, get pretty dark oh very quickly yeah it could but yeah no anybody again that has not watched Orville all of them are out now uh, yep. available streaming either through Disney or Hulu I don't know, did Disney have season three on or is yeah it Disney two? has season okay. three they have all the current issues yeah but yeah no it's uh, Disney Hulu has it. Uh, yeah, definitely, it's worth taking the time. It's only three seasons to go through all And you'll go through them faster than what you think, because I'm like, oh, oh, what? Yeah. what the fuck, it's it? No! Well, like, like I said, it got to uh, the final episode of uh, the third season, which is really, really good. But, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, the next week rolled around, because new ones would drop on Thursday. So I'm all excited. I'm like, after work, it's Thursday, I'm eating supper. I'm like, fuck it, yeah, I'm going to watch some more Orville, man. It would... What is on my... Con- it's not in my continue watching, is it? Oh, God damn it! that was the last one. Well, let's find something else. Uh, and then you just feel sad. But then you feel happy because it's like, oh, that's so good. Damn it, I should go back to season one and say watch Well, since so we're kind of like on a movie trend here, yeah. I'm going to read you the fucked up article I found today. Oh, no. We're gonna, I'm going to start a new section on this podcast called Scientists Should Watch More <laughs> Fucking Movies. <laughs> Have you not seen Terminator, Mr. Scientist? I'm serious. These scientists yeah. need to, before these come out, they come out with these brilliant ideas. Right. They need to talk to screenplay writers and people who do authors, authors yeah. in general. Yeah. If they want to come out with something, talk to some bad, talk to any science fiction writer, and they'll tell you why not to do it. And I will right. read this article, and you'll know what I mean. Oh, Jesus. The article says tough things. Global warming could be reserved by. Reversed by refreezing the poles, according to a new research published in Environmental Research Communications. Uh. <laughs> Restoring Earth's ice cap at the North and South Pole would result from blocking the sun, sustaining, sustaining weather patterns. The ambition sounds like a crazy plot for a sci-fi blockbuster. Dun, dun, dun. But it is both feasible and remarkably cheap. Remember that word, cheap. Oh, no. <laughs> Researchers claim. Aircraft would fly over the Arctic and Antarctic spraying poly- excuse me folks spraying particles known as stratospheric aerosol injection psi. They combat greenhouse gases by dimming starlight, cooling the whole planet, says the US team. 
First author, Professor Wake Smith of Yale University, that's a bad sign there, said it was it would seek to abate climate change by deflecting back into space a small fraction of the incoming solar radiation. The study found it would only it would only have to be done in the subpolar regions. Previous proposals have suggested using a technique across the planet. It would quickly envelop the poles and may arrest or reverse ice and permafrost melt at high latitudes, stopping sea level rise. Effective deployment at much lower altitudes that would be required in the tropics also present fewer aeronautical challenges. Our model estimates that the cost of implementing the subpolar SI program to be $11 billion annually in 2022, Smith said. This is less than a third of the estimated $36 billion to cool the surface temperatures of the entire globe by 2 degrees centigrade, or 35.6 degrees Fahrenheit. Most savings are due to the vastly smaller area and fewer planes carrying five times the payload giving substantial lower attitudes that covering, than covering the tropics. For instance, operating costs also include cruise insurance, maintenance, and ground navigational and landing fee charges. Smith said the Arctic faces are a particularly dire threat from global change, warming at roughly twice the global average. The annual surface, the annual average surface temperature increased by 3 degrees Celsius, or 37 degrees point Fahrenheit between 1971 and 2019. December ice extent from 2010 to 2019 was 40% lower than 79 to 88. With potentially catastrophic climate consequences for the planet as a whole. The Antarctica is also warming faster than the planetary average, with ice sheets melt a potential climate change tipping point. Smith said stratospheric aerosol injection is, per, is a prospective intervention that would seek to abate global warming by slightly increasing the reflectiveness of the Earth's atmosphere. It is not a replacement for other strategies, including mitigation adaptation, and car- carbon dioxide removal, he pointed out. The vast majority of simulations involve deployed aerosols globally in order to lower temperatures worldwide, he said. This paper considers an alternate scenario where, whereby SI might be deployed only in subpolar regions. The IPCC, or the Intergovernmental Plane on Cl- Climate Change, has presented a sobering picture, he said. The average global surface temperature between 2011 and 2020 is 1.09 Celsius higher than in 1850 to 1900. By 2000, by 2018, the global average sea level had already risen eight inches since 1901. Smith under said under all shared socioeconomic pathways that serve as a basis for climate projection assessed by the IPCC, global surface temperatures continue to rise until at least mid-century. Perhaps most concerning, many changes caused by the past or future greenhouse gas emissions are irreversible for centuries, for centuries to millennium. Record-smashing heat waves that were reported earlier this year in both the Arctic and Antarctica. God, I'm having a fucking hard time talking today. <laughs> Melting ice and collapsing great glaciers at high alt- altitudes would accelerate sea levels rise around the planet. Smith said. Fortunately, refreezing the poles by reducing incoming sunlight would be both feasible and remarkably cheap. Cheap, again, I hate that word. We propose to inject only in spring and early summer months, which is to say March to June in northern, in the northern hemisphere and September to December in the southern. Since the intended effect of deployment is to reflect incoming sunlight, deployment in local winter would have limited impact, as there is little sunlight in the region yet. He added, as a, an, uh, a SI program with global benefits, 
that would entail deployment directly overhead as far less than 1% of the world's population, and nearly none of it agriculture may prove an easier sell to a skeptical world than a full-on global deployment. Given its apparent feasibility and lowest cost, this scenario deserves further attention. And to that I say, fuck no. You motherfuckers, scientists, need to go watch motherfucking Snowpiercer. Perhaps what we should do is uh, deploy uh, flying nanobots uh, with a limited AI and have this ability to block out the sun. That seems like a good plan, too. Are you fucking high? Yeah, because how could that go wrong as well? Uh, they, like I here. said, that is the what they just put out there, folks. Is exactly if you're watching their awesome movie, yeah, Snowpiercer with Chris Evans in it. Yep, and it's just this movie is exactly that's the plot line to the movie. <laughs> that and if you go into the TV show, it's actually more brutal than the movie. Yeah, the movie I, is violently brutal. Yeah, and I noticed they said one percent. Well, the one percent they were living actually around the train that was on the Snowpiercer. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> wow. Um, Jesus Christ. And with our government standards, they hear that we're cheap. Oh, cheap? What? what? Yeah. Maybe they can do it cheaper, even. Oh, yeah. good. Let's see that. No, what What makes me question it, how much of it is, uh, we're worried about global warming and how much of it is, we know what's getting melted underneath there. We don't want that out. There's actually <laughs> been a lot of, lot of stuff about, like, there's so much. I noticed recently they said, like, there's so much water underneath the ice shelf of Antarctica. No shit. Yeah. Because actually one of the most active volcanoes on the planet is in Antarctica, and that's yes. Mount Erebus. Yep. And that is the only mo- volcano on the planet that actually spews gold particles. But my question is, where do you think it's getting these gold particles from? From all the stuff that's down there. The gold fairies. The gold fairies. Like the gold standard. <laughs> the gold standard fairy. Not, not the fairy of gold standards. There we go. That's it. No, but that's a very bad idea. It sounds good uh, in yeah, theory. It's, it's Theoretically, yes. Yeah, that'd be great. It stays right over here. But but they've never heard of wind, have they? Or yeah, currents no, that's or what I'm, jet I'm streams? Like, how are they ensuring that they an can. aerosol <laughs> deployed uh, Oh, wait, wait, wait. They, they, could, they could do it because remember when, during the 80s, the hole in the ozone was called by everybody with Aquanet? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. wait, wouldn't that have been above... California, but it was down there, so that's what they're probably thinking. Right? Yeah, I, uh, yeah. That, that was my thought too. Is like, how are you going to keep it in in one spot like that? It's easy. Um, you it, just spray it, it there. It's going to stay. Yeah, it's it's, it's an airborne. Scientists are smart. We're dumb. <sighs> you and me are the dumb dumbs. Look at that. We put it right on the computer there, and it stays right there. Well, that's because you programmed it to sit right there. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, well, let me show you outside quick. <laughs> uh, here, I want you to stand in this room with this window open and that window open. Yeah. And tell me, make it stay here, just spray yeah, it. We're going to put it. this right over your head. And we'll and see how long it stays there. How long do you want to stay in that cloud? Oh, yeah, it's gone uh, because wind exists. Uh, it's pretty simple <laughs> science. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome so sauce. So, talking about I weird stuff, I, I had something else I want to talk about. Oh, as I posted on Instagram, I came up. I have a theory, mm. and about how all this cryptid, paranormal, right. all, all this stuff is connected. And I think I finally figured it out. Because I'm going to ask this one question in the next couple of weeks. I'll put the, my theory out there so everybody can bash me on it. Right. But it'll be fun. I think this actually works. What do you? Okay. All the sides you have like Bigfoot, UFO, Shadow Man, Ghost, 
poltergeist activity, UFOs. Right. What's the one thing? They all, they all have one thing in common. They all have one thing in common. Spielberg made a movie about them? Besides that. Oh. Okay, they have two things in common. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Spielberg uh, didn't make Harry and the Hendersons. No, he did. No. So it's that Spielberg. So there's only one thing in common. Uh, okay. There, if you guys, if you listen to us, think about it. What's one thing in common, like with anything, anything paranormal, even Chupacabra, uh, Wendigo, everything has one thing in common. All these rare, weird things have one common factor. Hmm. That's not what you think. So let's get to tonight's article, folks. Tonight we're going to be talking about missing four one one. One of my favorite topics. Uh, missing people. Missing people. Good thing they don't look in my backyard. Yeah, yeah. Cookie nine. As long as they look in my backyard, we're good. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want you around me. I'm gonna break down. Hang on a second, folks. (laughs) So, as everybody knows, with the missing four one one was originally came out with Paul um, David Pilates. Yeah, yeah. and he came out with this, and he says like there's a bunch of people. We're just gonna go over quickly what the search brands are, and they've kind of expanded on them. Yeah, there's been a few more added. We'll start off here. Search dogs behave strangely. Oftentimes, these canines cannot pick up a scent or simply don't want to. In other instances, they begin tracking only to lay down and stop searching as if the person had vanished into thin air. Cadaver dogs are unable to locate corpses, which is weird in itself because, like I always said, these tracking dogs, that's what they're bred for. Yeah, that is their job. Yeah. The body is found in an area that has been searched before. In many instances, the missings appear in a location that has been thoroughly searched dozens, if not hundreds of times. It is not uncommon for the deceased to surface on a main trail that is utilized by hikers on a daily basis. There's that one case where they're searching for this guy, and they take a trail to where they start off their search. Then one morning, they're walking on the trail to go start in the search area, and this guy is laid across a tree that has fallen across the trail. Yeah. Um, travel uphill instead of downhill. The missing is often found at high levels of elevation, such as mountain peaks. Frequently, the victim will travel an astounding amount of miles through treacherous terrain in a time period which seems seems humanly impossible. Then you also have weather-related phenomenon. 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 That's weird. Weather weather-related phenomenon. Shortly after the individual goes missing, the forecast takes a drastic turn. Torrential rains, lightning, fog, sandstorms, or blizzards occur, which delay search parties. Missing clothes, shoes, pants, shirts, and jackets are often removed, even by children who are too young to do it themselves. Paradoxical undressing cannot explain why a person would do this in a temperate environment. Clothing that is found is sometimes neatly folded. That's just fucking creepy. That's always bothered me. High amounts of plane crashes. Search planes and helicopters seem to crash at abnormally high rates during these specific cases. Hmm. Um, extreme ends of the intellectual scale. On one side, there's well-educated people such as doctors, psychiatrists, and physicists. Others that have disabilities such as autism or Down syndromes. Yes, the, the missing people cover that vast spectrum. Yeah. It's just weird. German ancestry. This is a new one. Those with German heritage appear to go missing at much higher rates. Yeah, I, I did see that, which is just weird. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Boulder fields and granite. An excessive number of men and women vanish in a boulder fields 
are areas with huge quantities of granite. Yosemite National Park is the largest of all clusters and also happens to be the biggest source of granite on the earth. Uh, victims is retrieved near a body of water. Another common factor is the presence of water. Bodies are often discovered near oceans, lakes, rivers, streams, or swamps. Okay. Berry picking. This is a new one. Strangely, this is a reoccurring theme shared among several cases. Those who are picking berries seem to go missing at a higher rate. So there's the answer. Don't, just don't go missing, don't get lost, and don't pick berries. Yeah, don't be Program's over. Berry We're pickers. 20 minutes in and we figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> just wait for the book. Man. See, this one I find kind of like, uh, I don't know, just, I'll figure out the word there. Being last in line. Other, one of the most reoccurring of all traits are those in a group who happen to be the last in line. Others who were with the missing report seeing them mere seconds before, and suddenly they have vanished without a trace. No one ever reports hearing any sound, such as a gas, scream, or an animal. I find that kind of, that's the kind of prejudice against bigger people. No, right. I'm not even a bigger guy, but I am big. But I'm like, I went down to that crater in Arizona. I was struggling to walk up them damn steps. Oh, yeah, man. Some of those are pretty bad. I'm like, holy shit. Uh, I'm like, oh, that don't look far, but <gasps> I'm dying here. Help me. I'm dying. Uh, it starts to get at you. I'm like, where's like, the oxygen tank? I need an oxygen tank halfway up. Where's my indigen? <sighs> yeah, no, fuck. See, this is precisely why usually my D&D character I put into the middle of the line walking down because I don't want to be the last one. Fuck that. No. So what kind of cool stories have you got? Any? I've gotten like a couple ones that I've never... Re- I try to find some I hadn't heard before or not commonly heard with right, the series. Right. And I found one that we talked about but I actually got names for it this time. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and there's like two versions of this story but they're pretty similar. But I'll let right. you go first. I've been talking. Uh, yeah, no, uh... Actually, I, I looked up a few missing persons cases, primarily around Yosemite area, coincidentally. I ended up looking at mostly in Michigan. Oh, really? Yeah. But, yeah, no, we have uh, uh, the case of uh, Ruth Ann Rupert. I uh, actually went, this occurred in 2000. Uh, she was uh, 49 years old. She's a very experienced hiker, climber. Uh, out of Florida, and, and she had decided for her vacation she was going to join a big group that was doing a big hiking. No, for her vacation, she decided to become go missing. Yeah, that's pretty much what she did. But yeah, no, she was going to join this group of like thirty other people. I got, I got to clarify. I have to clarify something here. Just as most of our listeners know, we are not making fun of the dead. We do not do that. No. In the final thing, unless you're fucking Epstein, he's a dick wad. Yeah, yeah. He can, he can go roll over in a grave, but I don't think he's dead anyway. There, there but are we do not make fun of we we make fun out of each other when right. sometimes something gets kind of crossroad. We don't make ill of the dead because the dead will probably come back and eat our brains. No, yeah, no, absolutely, man. No, we just have that's right. why you need to tie their shoes while they're in the coffin. <laughs> Uh, no, it's, I have a very a gallows humor, man. Yeah. I, I do have a dark side. I don't even let that up most of the time, even on air, how horrible my sense of humor actually is. But You're just a terrible person, right? I am just an awful goddamn person. Let's Good thing I've only known you for a couple days. Uh, yeah, I, you know, a week or two. Yeah. Yeah. Set this thing up. Man. All because you were staring in my room one night and it's like, oh, hey, welcome to a podcast. Hey, I've got a friend. i got a friend, uh, Yeah. Is there an owl? No, it's too fat to be an owl. <laughs> Certainly looks a little too lazy to be an owl. <laughs> but, 
Oh, no, uh, no, no, man, no. All right, let's get back on track. Uh, uh, Ruth Ann Rupert, uh, yeah, she was set up to do uh, the, this 30-person big hiking thing up uh, in Yosemite going through these trails, which shouldn't have been any problem for her. She, like I said, she's a very experienced hiker, climber. She had actually gone uh, up Mount Kilimanjaro with a frozen foot and still ended up finishing it. So she was kind of a, a, a tough a bitch. Badass bitch. She was uh, not scared of any of this. But uh, on, on the day they're getting ready to take off, she ends up waking up with like this bad eye infection and has to get... One of her friends farted her in her face. Yeah, she got pink eye, let's be honest. She got the pink eye. So she's kind of disappointed about it. But she's like, well, fuck it. I missed that, but... I'm still going to do something up here with my vacation. So she ended up uh, renting out a tent cabin in uh, up in one of the uh, uh, I don't know what they're called. They're like little village camp areas they have up around Yosemite. Permanent campsite to me? Yeah. And uh, yeah, she, she said, fuck it, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go hike some other trails. Nothing she worried about. I got a perfect example. I know my brother-in-law doesn't listen to this, so I can make fun of him. When I was first dating my wife, we went to Big Stone, and they got trails up there that go oh, up. Because yeah. yeah. if you ever go to Big Stone Lake in South Dakota, it's on the Minnesota border, South Dakota border. It is actually the lowest point in South Dakota. Yeah. And where we had our cabin at was right down the lake, and I was young. I had my two younger, older boys with me. They were about seven and eight at the time, seven and nine. I'm like, yeah, I'm all, I like hiking. I'm like... And my brother-in-law is a bigger guy. He's always been a big guy as long as I've known him. Yeah. And I went, yeah, we're going to go up here. And he had his son with him. And his son was about seven, about the age of my middle child, Caden. And I'm like, yeah, let's go up there. There's like an old home set up there. I'm like, okay. We start hiking up there. And here he goes, oh, and like five steps in. He's like, oh, I'm going to die. I'm like, dude, get your ass up here. Right. I'm like, I'm not watching your kid. I'm like, your kid's way even ahead of me. Right. I'm like, he's like, Fuck you. I'm like, okay, we'll just roll you down the hill. <laughs> That's what I pretty much said. He's like, I got up here. He's like, I'm never going hiking with you again, Rob. I'm like, you got kids. You're going to have to do this fun shit. Yeah, it's not even that bad, you know, yeah. like, compared to other shit. But I love you, Dusty, if you're listening. <laughs> if you ever listen and catch up to this episode, man. You he won't. You back <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, uh, she, she ended up renting this little tent cabin, uh, has her stuff there, was going to go trying up around trails, like I said, really nothing for her to worry about, pretty simple stuff for the stuff she has done. Uh, went into town and, and, and went shopping, and that was the last time anybody saw her. Uh, her stuff... All of her supplies were actually left at her tent when they, because nobody hears from her for a while, and they start worrying. They send people up to look, and her supplies were all left there, but her backpack and that is gone, and she is gone. No <laughs> one knows where she went. They sent searchers out. Nothing is found. Uh, dogs don't pick up anything. She's never seen again. Ever. Ever? No trace of her. Eight years later, her backpack is actually found in Fireplace Creek, which is like eight miles away from where she had camped. 
And that's all they find is her backpack. Did they say what kind of condition it was in? Uh, it seemed like it was it was in all right shape after eight years. It was basically just stuck into a, a kind of a drainage fallout area, hmm. just sitting in the water. They're like, what is going on? So yeah, that was the only trace they ever found of her after that, was her backpack, eight years later, down the road. I don't want Brad a backpack with it. That's pretty damn good. It's like, especially, holy shit, man. Especially, like, yeah, holy shit, quit hitting the mic. But yeah, that's the only <laughs> thing they found, was her backpack. Like that, I said, she was experienced enough see, that that's, if she had gone lot. out hiking, she would have taken her supplies with her. Yeah. But all that was just left. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You said all her supplies was left at the campsite. Yeah. But now, after they... But her backpack. But her backpack, okay. Yeah, all, all like, the food I wasn't paying attention she bought was left sitting. Everything, she basically went down and... Well, see, I didn't want to know that. I, now I'm stuck in that backpack. We need to figure out the brand of that. Because <laughs> that's a lost business opportunity. It was like, hey... Our backpack can last eight years. <laughs> <laughs> Patagonia backpacks. Uh, I think so. Them are not kind of crappy. Well, you had a. I'm gonna go talk about about two year old boy, two year old Keith Parkins. You ever heard of him? I know you've heard the story, but yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't remember the name. Yeah. Keith Parkins went missing from his home in Ritter, Oregon. I looked this up on Google Maps. Ritter, Oregon. It's still there, but it's like that big. Oh, yeah, tiny little thing. It's like the biggest thing claimed to fame there in Ritter, Oregon, is the hot springs. Ah, okay. In the Oregon, in the middle of winter, he was playing outside with his jacket on, but he was far from being equipped for spending the night outside alone. His family and local search party looked for him immediately. They could not follow his tiny footprints up to a point before they completely stopped. There's no other animal or adult tracks nearby. 19 hours later, Keith was found about 15 miles away. He had taken off his jacket and was laying face down in the snow of an, on a frozen pond. Keith was alive. When they asked him why he had run away and how he survived, he said he didn't remember. The survival expert named Les Stroud filmed the segment for the Missing 411 documentary to de- demonstrate just how impossible it would have been for a two-year-old. For a two-year-old Keith to walk so far on his own, especially at night. To this day, no one knows for sure exactly how Keith survived the night and may never know. Now, that's the basic story. Now, yeah. I actually went down and I found some more information on it. See, now this one says on April 10th, this article says. That's mm. not winter. This one is what it's from. It's like April 10th, 1952. Two-year-old Keith Parkins was playing with his older brothers on a cattle ranch in Ritter, Oregon. While playing near a barn on the property, his older brother headed back for lunch, leaving Keith at the barn. When his mother realized Keith hadn't returned with his brother, they headed for the barn to find him. To their shock, Keith had vanished without trades. Then basically, this is the timeline it's broken down. And this is from Unsolved Cases. 4.10, at basically at 2 p.m. Wednesday, Edna, Allen, and Keith and his older brother were visiting Edna's parents in Ritter, Oregon, around Easter, which would be April. Property, they were visited with a cattle ranch and the surrounding area could be considered a cattle land. Edna described the conditions on the day as cold with patches of snow on the ground. Keith and his older brother had begun to, gone to the barn to see a new calf. When Edna called the boys back to the house for lunch, the two older brothers came back, but not Keith. When his brother were, when his brother was asked what happened to Keith, they said, oh, uh, he went out to the barn. So Edna and the brothers headed back to the barn to look for Keith. When they got there, Keith was gone, but with no trace of where he went. Hmm. That afternoon... Realizing Keith was gone, a search started within hours. Edna noted that it wasn't organized like modern SAR teams, but 
initial people searching knew what they were doing. They started a line of people spreading out within speaking distance and started searching. At the peak of the search, it was estimated over 200 people were in the field searching for Keith. The search continued through the night and into the morning. At some point in the search, around three miles from where Keith was last seen, searchers found footprints that walked through a herd of cattle. Outside these tracks, there was no other clues were found on Keith's disappearance. 7 a.m. Around 7 a.m. on the next day, a searcher found Keith alive in Skull Canyon, roughly 12 miles from where he was last seen, face down in the snow with his hat and coat beside him. His body was stiff with cold, and he couldn't move. His face had been scratched pretty pretty badly, according to his mother. His clothing was also ripped up from possibly trying to get through a barbed wire fencing. He was flown to a nearby hospital via private plane and eventually made a full recovery. It was lunchtime when Keith had disappeared. It was about 7 a.m. the next morning when he was found. So basically roughly about 22, 20, 22 hours. Yeah. It had gone 8, 10 miles, 19 hours. Okay, 19 hours. It did the math for me. His clothing was ripped and his face had scratches all over it. What could have caused this? And at the time, law enforcement suspected a barbed wire fence caused this, but in interviews, Keith mentioned a cat scratched him. Could have, yeah. Oh. Could it have been encountered with a cougar? This might make you have a pause. How could a two-year-old travel this far in sub-freezing tempo overnight? What happened to his face and clothing? Leading to theories, he had some encounter with a cat overnight, and the only reason searcher found him alive was the searchers kept pushing the cat further through the night. What are your thoughts? Basically, if a cougar... I'm sorry, he's two. Has anybody yeah. ever seen a two-year-old? They're like 24 inches tall. Right. Have anybody seen a mountain lion? They're like huge. Yeah, no. They, that, that, uh, that don't make any sense. No, to me, I, anyway. I, I can understand a feral cat. Oh, like a Maine Coon cat. Gonna do, yeah, that's going to make scratches. Um, if, I, if I'm serious, folks, that, that, that's... There's like, like I read, these are two different stories I found. Yeah. And one takes place in the winter, one takes place, I think one was written more for dramatic effect, and one was actually the account, I'm assuming April, because even in Oregon, April around here, there's still snow on the ground if you're in the right. shade. Yeah. So I'm thinking point. it probably happened more in April. Right. But that's like a conflicting story. I'm finding more of them with the Missing 411. Nothing against David, because yeah. you got to go off what he puts in his book, yeah. but you also got to look deeper into it like we try to do on this podcast. Yeah. Not much deeper, but like we'll scratch the surface of it. Yeah, right. If it doesn't start bleeding, we ain't touching it. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I don't know. With scratches like that, if if, if it's a, a mountain lion, it, it's gouges. Yeah, it's, it's like flaying your skin. They, they don't just like lightly scratch at yeah. you. It's if they're going for that, they're just going to tackle him and choke him. That's what they would do. See, but it's I'm also thinking too with a cat. If it's at night and something's chasing like a cat, something not all fours, hairy. Right. And he doesn't know what, let's say, I'm going to say, fuck it, if he doesn't know what Bigfoot looks like, Bigfoot's had reports of being down on all four. Yeah. And to him, it's like, oh, that's a cat, but he just doesn't think of it because it's missing a tail. He, yeah. And the scratches maybe just from him running through the brushes and, yeah, yeah, and thickets. Because that, come serious, folks, if mountain lion was to get a hold of you, anybody's gone to a zoo, seen a mountain lion, you look at the positive things, they're like big as your hand. Yeah. And, and big cats, most of them hunt basically the same. Yep. They, they will ambush and try to strangle you. Yep. And with uh, a two-year-old, that'd be really easy. Yeah, and that's why a lot of times they go after small kids, because they see them and scratch at your face. They pounce and run away. You and then close down on your throat. Yep. 
That is much that like, is their modus of operandi. Yeah, it's much like the uh, lion's cheat, isn't that, do with gazelle. They'll chase yeah. them down and then try to just slowly strangle them out with their jaw strength. And that's what mountain lions will do as well. Correct. Uh, I just don't see an actual big cat. Um, scratching at a two-year-old's face. Like, don't do it. Stop it. It's like maybe it was a gay. Maybe it was a feminist cat. Stop <laughs> right. it. Don't go near me. I don't want to eat you. Okay, maybe I'll eat you. Stop, Stop. it. Maybe tomorrow. But yeah, I know. Uh, go, Marty. Yeah. Go, go, Marty. Go. That is the second time I've heard that today, and I don't think I need it anymore. Well, because you had they need encouragement to poop. Uh, but either way. <laughs> Okay, we're really off track here, folks. You got so much stuff going on in the background. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't, big cats aren't going to do that. No, pure I, and simple. But the idea of a two-year-old at night misidentifying something that he thinks is a cat—that I, I can understand. Yeah. Whether it be some other smaller animal, you know, rummaging around him. And a juvenile off. Bigfoot, maybe? Right, it was anything. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I find that more... A woodchuck? Badger. <laughs> Not a completely angry badger, <laughs> which most of them are. They're angry all the time. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I can understand that more than an actual big cat. Just like chasing him for twelve miles. Yeah, <laughs> they're not really into the long game, man. They they don't they don't spend that kind of energy. Just <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, uh, to me. So, what other stories you got? We'll just want to go back and forth. Yeah, okay, just run some different stories. This is another one actually uh, with uh, Yosemite. Uh, the story of uh, George Penka. Who? George Penka. Is that like Topanga? Uh-oh. What? Is that like Topanga? <laughs> Boy Meets World? Topanga? Oh, God. Oh. She's hot. Jesus, don't She's hot. She's started. Danielle Fischel. Jesus. Smoking Focus. Fine. Focus. Good Lord. Well, I, I can't now. Thanks. <sighs> Jesus. Man. Uh, but no, uh, he, he had actually been up uh, with like 80 other members of his church. They were going up camping and doing hiking for a weekend. And this is actually... Not that far from the, the town of Yosemite itself. Uh, the area they're at is known as, as a, uh, a crowd factor area because it's heavily populated. There are constantly people up and down these trails that they're at. The areas they're camping at, pretty heavily uh, uh, traveled. So it's not like they were out in some way out in the middle of nowhere. You can literally see Yosemite from where they're at, and you can see the trails and camping <laughs> they're at from Yosemite. Uh, but yeah, he uh, he had. Uh, uh, there are a couple different stories on this. At some point, they, they were uh, all kind of wandering around, going through trails, and some say that he had actually was feeling ill and had turned back to go rest for a while. But then there's a lot of other people that were there that said, no, the group, we split into two groups. And somewhere along the group splitting up, people kind of lost track of which group he was in. Mm -hmm. So they start heading off. That, that kind of has, so sorry, but it kind of has same telltale sides like the Jason Adadero case. Yeah. 
where, yeah. Where it's, people it's, get confused about where this kid's yeah, at. Yeah, where, where oh, oh, he's over here. No, I've got him over here. The last time anyone is for <coughs> sure that they had seen him was 2.40 in the afternoon. And this is sometime before these groups had kind of split up and kind of wandered off their own separate ways. Uh, it isn't until 9 o'clock that night that people start noticing. It's like, oh, shit, George is not here. Have you seen George? No, we thought he was with your group all day. One of these kind of deals. Uh, they immediately send people, they all go start looking. You got 80 people there just for your church, plus tons of people up and down. They send people out all over looking for any trace of where this guy is has gone. And it's not like he's elderly. I think he was like 52, I believe. Somewhere in that age range. A little older than us. So, you know, not completely feeble yet. But yeah, no, it's, it's nobody remembers seeing him after 240. People they talked about that were not part of their group that had been going up and down these trails that We've not seen anybody that looks like that. We, we don't recognize that description. We haven't come across anybody other than you guys. And and the, the dude is just never seen again. Uh, no, no trails to follow. None of his stuff gets found. They don't find... His, I mean, his stuff God. was back at, at the tent, but clothes he was wearing and that, not found. Uh, tracks are kind of hard because you're already in a fully... Uh, walked through area, but yeah. even searching around, there's no sign of him having a, a trails wandering off. Uh, he's just disappeared. Just <laughs> facing the earth out of Yosemite, he's just gone. Yeah, a group of eighty people, uh, the dude up and disappears by by late afternoon. He's gone. That's just Nothing just just. I don't know. That's like one of them. That's that is the pinnacle case right there. How does something like that disappear? Right, and I I can understand losing track of somebody for a couple hours like that, where it's like, oh, he must be with the other. But group. also, you would think too is but he, he would show. How up old somewhere. was this gentleman? What's that? how old was he? Uh, late forties, early fifties. Oh yeah, he definitely been with it. So he's yeah. like, yeah, it's not like he's you know a two year old. Like there are a few of them where it was like oh, was eighty two years old, lost track of them. No, he, he's prime of his life, really. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah, just no trace of him ever found. I hope nobody from Yosemite listens to us because, of like, these guys do not promote Yosemite National Park. Well, <laughs> we, we do, we're a good place to hang out. Yeah. Don't mind the serial killers that were active the, in the late 70s. Movies. That's a long time ago. <laughs> well, I'm going to talk about an older gentleman. In 1981, an 84-year-old man named Morris Demetz went topaz hunting with his friend David McSweeney. Demetz was a Ph.D. in theology, and in, this, and in the 70s he had several publications that he believed the Antichrist was coming. Oh. He wrote the devil would appear as a political, religious, commercial autocrat of the world. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> excuse me, folks. Oh, excuse me. That was a good one. I had chef salad for supper. Wow. They drove to Pike National Forest in Colorado. Once they were in the park, they had to drive 16 miles down a dirt road until they reached a spot called Topaz Point. Native Americans claimed it was haunted by evil spirits. Earlier settlers called this place the Devil's Head, which was very interesting coincidence considering his theological background. Yeah, yeah. Maurice could barely walk because of his bad knees. He needed David's help 
to help him down a small hill. Oh, excuse me, folks. Ooh. Needed to help him down a small hill to get to a sandy digging spot in the forest. When it was time to leave, David walked to Maurice's digging spot to say that they would go in about 10 minutes. He went back to his own digging site 150 yards away to clean up his tools, but when David returned to Maurice's spot, the elderly man was gone. With his bad knees, it would have been impossible for Maurice to climb up the hill on his own, and he couldn't have gotten far into the forest, yet he was gone. He honked the horn, called for him, and searched for a long time. McSweeney flagged down a nearby car and asked them to find the police. While he continued to search, the local authorities searched for five days and yet never found any evidence. The police closed the case, claiming that they did all they could do. The mint's wife sent a letter to the governor of Colorado to reopen the case, and she never received a reply. After Pallades created a mini-documentary about the case for Missing 411 and pointing out that there had been a cluster of similar disappearance in Devilhead, after the premiere of the mini-doc, the police reopened the Maurice Demitz case 30 years after his disappearance. Wow. But that's another thing with Pallades, too. He talks about, like, the devil's head. Like, hey, there's a lot of wherever these people go missing, these clusters they, they speak of. There's always either like a Devil Creek, Devil Gulch, or yeah. Evil Spirit, or Monkey Mountain, or something like that. There's always a connection there somehow. Yeah. Uh, it, it, to me, a, a lot of these places, uh, the natives already know. They're like, hey. I'm giving Marty a thumbs up. Yep. yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you might not want to go hanging out in there. And, yeah, and but white men know like, everything. Fuck that, man. We're going down there. What are they trying to hide? Horrible things, man. That's they're not they're try- trying to help they're, they're, you. Out. They're not trying to hide anything. They're telling you point blank. <laughs> There's something bad here. It's reverse psychology. Now we want to go. No, man. They're they're telling you we don't go down there unless we absolutely have to for a goddamn reason. You know, people it's, bad uh, mojo. People yeah. die. Yeah, we're we're, we're not. Messing That's like with I can I bet I can bet see Native Americans in the same place. You go to this valley. They name the valley. You die valley. Yeah. And they like um, white man probably go like what? Nah, it's fine. That's just some superstition. I bet there's plenty of gold in there. I bet. How come forty people have gone there to you die valley and never coming back? Right. And natives are like, I don't know, because we told you. We, we, we warned you, man. You didn't listen. It's cool. No, we're we're savages. It's fine. Don't pay attention. We've only been avoiding that area for you know three hundred years. Yeah. So yeah, no, you guys yeah, go, go right go ahead. Right ahead. Yeah. Just. Saying, I, no, man, it's a, uh, and of course, I mean, we give them names like that too because, it, at least to some extent, we're like, maybe they're onto something, but we're still gonna go down there because there's fucking topazes in there, man. Why can we? I kind of want to. After topazes? reading that article, I want to go topaz. I, I, I like rocks. Too, I like rocks. Kind of cool as hell. Maybe we should go there. Let's we'll make sure we got our GPS trackers. And I'd probably be the one that couldn't walk up the hill to make a <laughs> shot anyway. <laughs> I just can't do it anymore, man. I just can't do no, it. Let's, let's go topaz hunting. That would be okay. Yeah. That? Make I a little know. money. Hopefully not get killed or abducted. <laughs> disappear. Abducted. That's a new word. Yeah, man. Then maybe. Well, there's not an old case. This is a newer case I found. In 2014, a medical doctor named James McGrogan went on a split snowboard trip with his friends in Vail, Colorado. Not many people have heard of split split snowboarding. I hadn't even heard of it. This is a sport that's a lot like cross-country skiing or hiking in snowshoes. Two things I do never want to do. Don't ever expect me to do them. If I am doing that, I'm going to go run away. He came prepared with a cell phone and satellite GPS system. He was much faster than his friends. 
So he said that he would wait for them at the next stop. Wrong, you don't do that. They lost sight of him and never saw him again. Never saw him at the stops along the trail. When the search team went looking for him, they found no tracks in the snow that veered off the trail. So they had no idea where he could have possibly gone. Five days later, his body was discovered. 4.5 miles away as a crow flies, which is more like 14, a 14 mile hike, as he would have had to climb up mountains in order to get there. Yeah. His body was found by two hikers at the bottom of a frozen waterfall. The search party had gone over the area multiple times before, but had never seen him until that day. McGorgan was mangled in a mangled and in a strange position. His skull was crushed as if he had fallen from the sky. He was still wearing the full ski outfit and helmet. Now remember that, folks. His skull was crushed, but he was wearing a helmet. Yeah. But there was no boots on his feet. And he also had taken off his gloves. The search and rescue team later found his discard split snowboard, but they never found his boots. His cell phone and GPS were still working, and he had packed a backup battery as well. They tested the area where he was found, and there was a cell phone signal. Yet he never called anyone for help. The police deemed this as an accidental death and closed the case. All right. I have many things wrong with that article. Yeah, How can you get a crushed skull in a helmet, and how is that accidental? I mean, I unless I, the kids, I unless unless the Clintons are involved, then it's an accident to death. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I I suppose if a helmet can keep it in, like a cracked egg, I suppose. But it seems like the whole what? point of the helmet is yeah. to avoid uh, crushing, crushing your, your skull. skull. <laughs> I mean, usually I, how would you like to how would you like to be the guy? Oh, he's got his helmet on. Stick it out. Oh, what the fuck is wrong with that? Yeah, usually uh, if the, the skull gets crushed with the helmet on, it's because the helmet is busted and split off yeah. at that point. Um, but yeah, it's basically just like a fucking scrambled skull egg inside his helmet. It's just like, no, there you go, it's still on. No, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. There's a lot of things in that story. I've seen that story before that don't make a whole lot of sense. Because he was gone for quite a while. Five days. Never made a phone call. Phone wasn't dead. There was signal. His GPS tracker was working too. Yeah, which it, David Pilates always says you need to have one of those. Well, that was working too. Yeah, it it, it worked exactly how it was supposed to for whatever reason. He wasn't using it. You know, <laughs> it's uh, it, yeah, it, it's so weird because there's yeah, there's there's no because I, I think in that one they they did follow his tracks to quite a ways. Yep, and it just. Went out. It's like outside, like in the middle of the trailer, like footprints just like disappear. They just stop. And there's nothing off to the sides, or like. Then you find him 15 miles away. Yeah, it's like something had literally just picked him up out of the ground. Is that the movie? Nope. Uh, (laughs) That's it. That's it. The thing from Nope got him. You uh, saw it and just get dropped too. Anybody who hasn't seen it, it is available now yeah. to watch. Fun as hell, a fun as hell movie. Uh, but yeah, no, that would be terrifying, man. That would be awful. But uh, yeah, no, th- this story is so fucking weird. It's just yeah, it's literally like he got picked up and then just dumped fifteen miles away into the ground. Yeah, it's his not That's- even all of his stuff was with him. It was just like. Yeah, I don't think his gloves were ever found. His boots were never found. Yeah. And his gloves. But, uh, yeah, it's a uh, how. Yeah, but it was an accidental death. He just walked that far, decided to crush his skull, and right. put his helmet back on, and say, I'm going to walk around barefoot. 
Yeah, now if I remember that story too, because they were like, well, he must have fallen from somewhere, but they're really right where he is. It's not like it's, it's off the side of a cliff. No, he said it at the bottom of a waterfall. Oh, yeah. Yep, he was yep, found at the right. bottom of a waterfall. That's yep. how they came up with he must have fell somewhere. Yeah. But that does not explain the crush skull inside right. the helmet. It just, uh, there's so much in that one that's just so. A lot of oxymoron things. You really have to, like, yeah. okay, he, his, head's cru- his head is crushed inside the helmet. Oh, yeah, he fell from the waterfall and put his helmet back on. That's it. Yeah, Accidental just, death. Uh, Sorry, folks. I didn't mean to clap. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to crap at you like that. But yeah, it's just a really weird. There's just so many weird little things in that story. There's but it has a lot of the details that David Pilates put in stuff like missing boots, yeah. found extreme amount away from where he's supposed to be, and yeah. really bad death. Yeah, from uh, the people. Yeah. Now the the, the one thing, and I, I think it drives some people nuts with Pilates, but I actually kind of respect the fact he doesn't actually put out really too much of his own theories on what this is. Uh, he That's your and me's job. Basically, yeah, he, just, he, basically just goes, he finds the article here's the shit that or happened. the police report and that's what he puts in his books. The, the, these criteria are met. This is weird. But he isn't like, I think that he's just like, no, here's what happened. No, that's um, it, you figure it out. The people who and put I do out respect th- that. Yeah, oh, I do too. A lot of people put out theories that gives us podcasters. Anybody does episodes on it. Yep. We have the free. We can speculate all we want because he doesn't want to do that. Which, like you said, we both respect because he's just putting the facts out there yeah. and we can extrapolate from what the story says. What could have possibly happened? And, and it goes and all over I, the place. I, I think part of why he does that too is to somewhat keep that credibility. Yeah. As, as soon as you go down one direction or another. People will look at the stuff you're you're writing and go, oh, it's skewed because he already believes this. Kind of kind of like my opinion on Keel and and Mothman, some of his stuff, yeah. where it's like he already had these beliefs when he was going into that. So when he wrote that book, I think he was steering things he found to support his beliefs instead of finding facts that then supported what he believed. You know what I mean? Facts are and, highly and, overrated. Yeah, and, and, and Politis, I, I think, just has kept himself off of that. He's just like, here's A, B, C. They don't make a whole lot of sense. But that's what but I was giving. A, B, and C. <laughs> yeah. You do what you want with it. Uh, what do you think it is? That's cool. I don't... It, not my problem. Here's the next story I've got for you. You know, I mean, that's yeah. really what he does. And I do I do respect that. Uh, a lot of people don't do that. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it's it's up to weirdos like us who are like, you know what I think? I it's think an Aztec cult, man, that have... Uh, that was ran by the Chupacabras <laughs> and Jackalopes. It's the Jackalopes making a reappearance. Oh, oh that's it. Rotten Jackalopes. Hell fucking yeah. evil. They're the f- evil thing. thing. We chased them out of the plains of South Dakota. We just got the stuffed ones now. <laughs> they, they, they migrated south to warmer weather. They were smart. Yeah, there they went, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of them ran to the uh, the Rockies, and, and yeah. some of them just went, fuck it, we're going down to Mexico, man. It's Pretty nice much. There. I'll deal with that. But they think we're chupacabras, fucking whatever, man. Yeah, That's cool. Was, we just figured out the chupacabra thing. It's jackalope. This is jackalope. It's all, it's all there. So, when it goes, it's a jackalope. No, no, that's not. We already discussed that. That's, <laughs> no. Uh, Wendigos are not jackalopes. I'll argue that. Well, well, <laughs> I, I will argue to. It could be a, well. There, there it could be a mutated version that got hold of some radiation. 
Uh, possible. Do that. Yeah, possible, possible. I'm just saying. Some other stories you got for you way off track. <laughs> we are. That's uh, It's kind of the best to be off track. <laughs> is all I'm saying. Uh, dead air, dead air. Uh, no, this is actually another one that actually came out in 81. Huh? Yeah, this was uh, Colorado as well, uh, Yosemite. Same year as uh, uh, the older man story you had there. Uh, Maurice? Yeah. Uh, Stacy Ann Aris was 14 years old, 1981. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she case. was. What's that? I remember this case. Yeah. Uh, no, How she, would you uh, remember? You were barely alive. I, I was like six. You wouldn't remember that. You barely. You're still pooping your pants at six. I still poop my pants now. Okay, fine. Real, Whatever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, she was up there uh, on, on a guided, guided tour going through Yosemite. They were on donkeys and that. She was with her dad. And there was like six to eight other people up there. Like I said, guided tour. Uh, they'd settled into where they were going to kind of uh, be camping for the night. And she decided she wanted to go down. She had a camera to take pictures because they were kind of up uh, a little bit higher off of this lake. So she's like, I want to go down that trail and go take pictures at the lake. And she wanted her dad to come. And he was like, nah, I'm just going to rest here for a little bit. But there was an older guy, uh, Gerald Stewart, who was 77 years old. And he's like, well, I'll go down with her, you know, and make sure she's okay. Now, most of the trail down to the lake, you could actually see from where they were camping. And a lot of the people, they, they watched them. They're like, yeah, they went down that way. And partway down the trail, the old guy, because he's 77, is like, I'm going to sit here for just a couple minutes. You go do what you got to do. I'll be right here. Uh, well, a little while later, he, he gets up. She hasn't come back up. Kind of goes down, looks around, doesn't see her, thinks, oh, well, maybe she went up another trail back up to uh, uh, the camp. So he goes up, and uh, he's like, hey, where's uh, has, has Stacy come back up here? And they're like, Ooh, no. Uh, last we knew, she went down there. We saw you rest. And so everybody kind of goes, oh, shit. Well, we better go make sure. Just check around the lake to see where she's at. So her dad and the, all these other people and the guides, they all go down the trail, uh, kind of looking, yelling for her, uh, look around the lake where she said she was going to be at taking pictures. Nothing there. There's nobody there. It's just clear lake, trail, rocks. Uh, they end up uh, freaking out and going, okay, we've got to get people up here to help. Uh, they end up getting search and rescue teams up. They had three different helicopters run around. Two separate sets of dog search teams went scouring everywhere. No trace of her is found. Uh, there are over 100 people, like just like line walking through the woods, calling, scouring the ground, see if there's anything. Nothing is found of her except for the lens cap from her camera. Is the only piece of anything they found that was left. Uh, no footprints going anywhere. The dogs came up with nothing. Just Poof. gone. Yep. Around the lake. Again, here's water in Yosemite. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's it's like. Uh, 
see, this case is that besides that, the only piece of evidence they found was the lens cap. Her body yeah. is never found. Yeah. But David Polite has actually investigated this case, and he tried to get a hold of the FBI, and he got a response from the FBI on oh, this really? case. Yeah, the FBI case. Basically, the FBI said, "Leave this case alone. You will never find her." Oh, if I remember correctly, this is right. the one where he got a response from the FBI and said, "Just leave this case alone. You'll never find her." Yowch. Yeah, this is, this is when you see these are talking about. I'm like, I know this case because yeah. that's the one where he actually got a, res- like I said, forgive right, a response. That's wild. It, yeah, it's, it's one just of those, it's like, what did they find out? You know well, it's I mean? also too that also leads into that conspiracy where the government's involved, which I highly believe they are. I think they're somewhat aware. I mean, a lot of this is happening on federal property, federal national land. Parks. Yeah, uh, we have. Uh, people there. We've had we've done a past episode. We've done about yeah. the weird shit found in national oh, federal yeah. park. Yeah. It's like the desk with the telephone. Yep. I'm yep. like, yep. that one. The story just bothers me a lot. Yeah, like, cord going into the ground. Yeah, yeah just. Fucking would you answer that nowhere. phone if it rang? Oh, I, yeah. I would. I would. I don't know, man. I, the, the whole phone ringing thing creeps me out, anyways. Uh, and it wasn't, folks. This is not like most people. Most newer kids don't know what a rotary phone is, right? It was a rotary phone found in a desk in this federal park yeah. with a cord power running to the phone off into this mountain. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's just a desk in the middle of a meadow. Yeah, see, I mean, I the, the whole phone ringing in, in an old building thing is enough that I don't know I want to answer it. Um, on just a, a desk you, like, in the middle of, of nowhere in a national park... I really don't know if I would want to answer that goddamn phone. I'd uh, answered it for you, Mark. Oh, I know you would answer it. <laughs> and it just gives you directions to the staircase that's down yes. another quarter mile. Yes! Walk up the stairs, Rob. And Both I would. With their phone. Yep. And I know. I, I would. I'm like, I told you, if I, ever, if I ever go out hiking in the federal land and I'm finding, find a staircase. Yeah, right. I'm going right hey, up there. Hey, videotape this. Videotape that. <laughs> I totally got the... Where'd you go? Rob, where are you? <laughs> Just think how awesome that would be like you're recording it. Oh, shit. No, but you know what the bad thing is? No one would believe you. Oh, yeah, no. Even if you have footage of it, they're like, oh, man. They're That's just Photoshop. Fucking, yeah, they, they, they fucking edited that out. <laughs> All you have to do is... tech-savvy bastards. Of course they did. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like, how do I stop this? <laughs> yeah. If anybody no. would come to our studio and see how tech-savvy yeah, right, our right. setup is, they'd be like, what the fuck? Why are you guys even Man, doing there, there are some days I get pissed off going through my PS4 to just... On the console to switch my controller. I don't even know how to erase the games out of my PS4. I don't want anymore. Oh, I can help you that. I have to erase games all the time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, man. It's tech savvy. We're not, man. If we come up with video like that, it's probably it's legit. <laughs> and we're we paid fun. a lot of money. And there again, you <laughs> know, we don't have a lot, a lot of, of money. money. So nope, we're, we're not hiring ILM to make a. a but know, I do follow Elon on Twitter. Well, of course, it, it is. It that is could help. Must. That could help. Chubby, no, chubby but I'm just saying, start. like that case is really drives home the fact that the government knows something. Yeah, because especially when he gets a resp- such a veiled threat type response like that. Yeah, and that's just it too. It, it's not like uh, yeah, we've investigated and there's nothing to find. It, it's it's more of a straight up like just fucking quit wasting your time. You're not going to see shit. 
keep looking and you will find shit. You'll find <laughs> no the inside. You'll find the inside you. of a box. Yeah, is what it sounds exactly. like. Exactly. We're gonna put you underneath a desk out in the woods. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, it, it's a. Uh, it, it's a wild kind of case. But yeah, it's just like, gee, there's a fourteen-year-old just gone. Yeah. And yeah, no, I. I uh, just, just, yeah, like the weather phenomenon and all that, because right. there's actually... Yeah, and it, when you go down the checklist or stuff, there are a lot of those stories where it's like, oh, they were looking for six hours, and all of a sudden this fucking fog bank rolls in off the mountain. Like, from fucking where, man? I mean, I know that weird shit does happen, but yeah, it's just odd that it's... Coincidentally, a lot of times while searching for... Like the old cases. saying goes, coincidence happens once, it happens again. It's not coincidence. Yeah, exactly. When it's a repeat pattern, which is what he's going off of. And I agree with a lot of the stuff he says in his book. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, there are a couple of the new ones on that list that I hadn't seen yet. But I was like, like the German oh, Ancestry yeah, one, that's yeah. a new one. Berry Picking. And I was yeah, the Berry one. Picking I hadn't seen. The, the German one I actually just came across last week when I was looking stuff up. I was like, oh, wait, what? Yeah. That's a thing now, too? Fuck, I better be careful, man. I got some German. I gotta stay the hell off those those routes. Man. I want to see you. I don't think you have to worry about that, Marty. I love you, but I don't think you have to worry about doing that on hiking trails. Oh, I, I actually do a lot of hiking. It's weird. There's shit like that I do a lot. Oh. And people are like, why are you, why are you outside? I yeah, thought for I sure you had like one of them little mini scooters. It's, it's out of character. No, a uh, funny thing actually, a friend of mine, and he does listen to the show, so he's gonna know. Uh, but uh, you have friends besides I me. Know, it's oh weird. wait, 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 wait. That, no, let's wait. Stop, stop too. the recording. You have friends besides me. Yeah, kind of. I, I pay people. Oh, okay, that's, that's fine. You don't pay me, stuff. so I'm more of your legit. Friend. <laughs> right. All right. That's how I know right, the real one, man. Before I had my twenty bucks, he was there. Twenty? Man. You give him twenty bucks? I got twenty dollars. But yeah, no. Uh, I just wanted two dollars. Where's my two dollars? <laughs> we we were uh, a bunch of us were out uh, camping uh, one weekend. This is a few years back. We we're out by pier, and, and there was like the, uh, it's Lake Turtle. I don't know. It's one of the little offset lakes. Yeah. Off of because uh, it's right off the fucking uh, Missouri River. But uh, they've been redoing uh, these these nature trails up and around these this park and that. And it was really cool. I'm like, fuck it, dude. I want to go. I'm gonna go uh, hike up around and check some of these up. It's like August, so there's tons of grasshoppers. That was gross, but rattlesnakes. Yeah, yeah, and that I don't mind as much as the grasshoppers. I at least hear them coming. The grasshoppers fuck those things. But uh, yeah, we're uh, we're walking a while, and he's like, oh man, I gotta I gotta take a I gotta take a rest quick. I'm like, okay. I mean, you know me. I'm a fat guy. And he's like my height, but he's like much thinner than I am. And I'm just like, oh, okay, we'll take a break. Is it, does it start with an A? It does. Okay, I know what you're talking about. But, uh... A, so a Ron? We're, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going, and then we start going again, like walking around the lake, and there's trees, and there's like little nature stops where you can look at fucking beaver dams and shit. And he's like, oh, we need to rest again. I'm like... All right, so I'm standing there, you know, looking around at shit, and we're talking, and take off again. Oh, man, i got to rest again. Finally, I'm like, dude, what in the fuck? Like, I am fat as fuck, but, uh, you know, why Why are you the one needing to rest? And he's like, dude, I've got a robot heart, remember? I'm like, oh, that's, that's right, right. You, have a, you have a fucking pacemaker. 
ah, that makes sense now. I feel like an asshole, you know? So I'm just like, ah. Because, yeah, I was, like, like mildly irritated. I'm like, how is this dude who should be in better shape than I am? And he's younger than me. It, it needing to rest so much. It's not even like it's a big up-and-down hike, man. It's just a fucking nature trail. But he's like, oh, I've got a pacemaker. I've got a robot heart. I'm like, oh, God, I'm a dick, man. Let's just head back. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's go back to drinking. But, yeah, it's, uh, uh, I don't have many friends, but they're all hey, If you do, you try to kill them I, taking them out hiking. I see yeah, how you right. are now. But, yeah, no, man, I, I actually like running out on fucking I do, too. It's like, whenever we go, like, we go camping with our uh, yeah. pull-behind camper, I'm like, let's go walk trails. My kid's like, no. I'm like, <laughs> why not? Dude, get out of nature. Because, like, when I oh, grew yeah. up on the farm, if my parents could see me five miles way out in the pasture, right. yeah, he's out there, we're good. Yeah, it's good to go, man. You're fine. Yeah, why no, why, man, why is he limping? I don't know how they hurt my ankle. <laughs> Hobbling back home. I'm going to get my ass whooped because I got hurt. I, I can't, like, there's a time I actually, I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you, I broke my nose twice in one night. No, I don't think so. Well, my brother, he might start listening to it, the seven-foot giant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but he won't like this if he listens to it. What happened is, I was probably, I was 18 at the time. I know exactly. The summer of 18 because I was getting ready to go into the military. Oh, right, right, right. Well, actually, three, he did three things to me that summer. Oh, shit. <laughs> what happened is, I this first time was an, the first time he broke my nose was an accident. I snuck up on him. And we were growing up on a farm. We carried pipes and all this stuff. We were oh, just yeah. do, fucking yep. around. And he spun around with that pipe, and it caught me right across <laughs> the edge of my nose, and it broke it. Oh God! And I'm like, oh, I went down. And I'm like bleeding all that, and I oh, pop God. it back into place. You know, I'm like, okay. And my mom wanted to take me to the hospital, but I had to finish my chores first. I had to feed cattle and feed yeah. the bow calves and do all the chores before I could get taken to the hospital. Oh, yeah. Here I am bleeding, but you need to finish your chores first. I'm like, okay, I'll finish your chores. So I'm feeding bow calves and pissed at my brother because I gotta go to the hospital. I hate hospitals, right. even today. And I looked right at him. He's probably about 15 feet away. I said, you broke my nose, and I got to go to the hospital. You know what he does? He takes one of the milk jugs that we're oh. feeding the calves, whips it. And I'm my dazed thing. I don't even move it. It smokes me straight in the face again. <laughs> Breaks my nose for a second time. Oh, God damn. I straighten it out. Like, I'm like feeling the cartridge. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then I get to the hospital. And they're like, we can't do anything. We'll just clean you up. Your nose is set. I'm like, oh, great. I did it myself. So they just clean me up, send me home. Now dad's mad because yeah. of the hospital. Little though. Bill. Then that was in the spring. Later that summer, I was going to about go cut off alpha but use a sickle bar mower. Yeah. And I'm looking at the back of a sickle bar mower because you got to put it up, you got to hook a chain up uh, to hike it down the road. Yeah. And it's all hooked up, the tractor's running, and he's at the front of the tractor. And I'm like, dude, push the furthest left lever forward. While well, he's looking at the front of the tractor, and I'm looking at the back of the tractor. And I'm not paying attention. I'm just getting ready to hook this chain up because it's yep. a pain in the ass. All of a sudden, I hear, and I'm like, ah! Tip my, I just I feel something hit my finger. And I'm like, what the hell? I look at my finger. And I'm like, oh, my finger's gone. I'm like, <laughs> my finger's gone. And I'm like, mom, I need to go to the hospital again. <laughs> Twice in one year. Your nose again? No, no, no. no. I hold up and like, my finger's gone. I'm laughing the whole time. I'm in shock. And I'm, no, if no. I ever get really nervous in it, I start or in shock. I start laughing. Yeah. I'm like, I'm looking at it. It's all pale. And I'm like, oh, I'm missing my finger. Well, I did get my brother back for that. So I had him go pick up my finger oh, from God. the ground. Oh, and God. my mom took it to the hospital. And they're like, we can't reattach it. Right. So that's why I got it. That's why I technically have two pinkies. Yeah, I was going to say I was about the same size as yeah. a pinky. 
Oh, that's funny. Oops. Yep. So me and Marty are kind of assholes. <laughs> yeah, but, it happens. Yeah, but I usually get stuff cut off. Yeah, no, I haven't had anything that bad really. I get lots of uh, cuts. No. Hey, so I with the really missing, let's broken get, shit. But. I haven't broken any, besides the noses. That's it. Nose, I think I got two noses, just one nose. <laughs> my second nose, uh, that one's my secret nose. <laughs> no, Jeez. but this missing four wheel and stuff is really interesting. We could do, I've actually got enough information left, we could do another one. All right. Instead of dragging this out for two hours, we'll cut it off here and then yeah. we'll hit it up again later. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll knock out some more some other time. Yeah. Yeah, there's, what is it, like 1,600 some people have gone missing, are missing from national yep. parks in the U.S. Uh, we got a few more stories to, to look up. But yeah. It's, but a lot uh, of them are really similar. And like some of them are just like short little yeah. three sentences. That's it. That's yeah. all the case is. But it has meets all the criteria. Yeah. But like if you're really into this, folks, you need to watch um, The Missing 411 <laughs> yep. and The Missing Hunted. Hunted, yeah. 411 Hunted. Really? That's good. about hunters and that's really creepy. Yeah, the Hunted one is. Uh, I watched that about six months ago. I think it's actually uh, it's on, on Tubi for free. And Hulu, too, for yeah. free. Most of your and streaming you can... services have it for free. But he was going to put out another one, but he had a family. Something happened with his yeah. family, and they're working on a third one, but hopefully they get that put out soon. Yeah, it's, uh, watching it, it's, it's, it's interesting. Hunted starts out kind of slow, but it gets... If it fucking gets wild. You're sitting there watching it like, oh, shit, pretty soon you realize you're, like, hooked. Yeah. And then you're on Reddit and... Uh, Going down YouTube channels of other people putting stories. Mr. Ballin does a good job. Mr. Ballin has a lot yeah. of really good. And um, his stuff is his stuff is pretty top notch quality. He's a good storyteller. Donovan Dread is another one. Shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of them always they'll kind of always hit the four one one. But like with yeah. Donovan Dread and Mr. Ballin, they'll hit like different missing ones that you don't hear about that aren't in the missing four one one series. But they're just as fucking creepy. Yeah, I do. Like, like I said, I, I listen to Baldwin stuff all the time. I know he has a YouTube channel running and stuff, too, yep. which is really cool. Because, uh, yeah, he's got his YouTube. He's got, uh, I think he's running Snapchat. He does stories on there. Uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it, he, he's really good at, at telling a story. See, and, no. and some of the cases of stuff he covers aren't stories. Normally, I'm not really into... Uh, weird murders and things like that. I mean, it, it's it's interesting, but it's not something I, I true. Did you ever catch stuff. the one about the African Fight Club? Yeah, that one's fucked up. Dude. But yeah, no, the the dude, his his voice, his his cadence of storytelling, and the the stories that that him and his crew take up are disturbing as shit, man. It, it's they're really interesting, uh, really cool channel to check out. Uh, go watch. He's got like a whole couple years worth of stuff on YouTube yep. that he's been putting out. Uh, but yeah, no, fantastic. Fantastic. So hopefully by stories. us promoting all these people, we don't we don't even know any no, of these people. Man, so hopefully this eventually gets to them and they can say, hey, we know these guys and right. maybe yeah, they'll come cool. on the program. So, But yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah, there, there are tons of, of, of groups out there doing stories on 411. Um, but now it's getting to the point where there's actually, you gotta be really yeah. careful you can't really take stories unless they're from a David Pilates book because there's getting to be a lot of, terribly to say this, but a lot of fan fiction ones. Yes. And uh, it's, you've got to be really careful on some of these stories. Like that, that one I just, with um, that two-year-old. 
a lot of that story gets interchanged, but which one is actually real? Yeah. Because both of them are supposedly from a Pilates site. Yeah, yeah. But they're two, one said wintertime and one says April. Yeah. And that's a big difference. Right. And it, it's, like I said, that's where you run into trouble when you get into, like, some of the uh, Reddit creepy story stuff. Some of it is, is like, okay, is this a true story or is this somebody making bullshit? Some of them are clearly bullshit, but there are others where it's like, maybe? This it's just that one little kernel right. of truth. But you, you do have to kind of watch where uh, you, you're fine, and if you're going to be taking them as all straight fact. It's um, all fact. There's no bullshit. It, it, this it, it, podcast is nothing but straight facts. Right. We give you to like it is. We're, 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 we're on the internet. There are no lies on the internet. Internet's nothing but the truth machine. That's right. All hail DARPA. <laughs> Long live DARPA. But like I said, we'll end this program off unless you got some more to talk about. No, man. I, I think I am. I was actually told somebody else at work listens to me now. I'm fine. Actually, more people at work are starting to listen to me. Uh-oh. And they're like, you're kind of rude to Marty toward the end of the program. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, do we get anything else? And I'm like, well, that's just the way we talk. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's not one of us is going to, one of us has to make the decision to stop the episode. Right. Like, and it's usually ramble. me. <laughs> yeah. We ramble for, for like 10 well, you're sitting right in front of the timeline to see exactly how long. I don't pay talking. attention to that. It's like, all right. That's, I would. Uh, but, fuck but you, yeah. Fuck no, you, Marty. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there have been shows where it's like, oh, you got anything else to say? I'm like, oh, yeah, I wanted to say. And then I would just say, if I have nothing left to say, I just go, no, man, I'm good. I'm good. All right. I'm already, already working on stuff for the next week. So we I'm already are. Into that. <laughs> but, like, here's, like I said at the beginning program, my theory, which I will release onto the interwebs right. in about three weeks. Which I have not even. Marty has not even seen it. So the first time you guys hear it will be the first time here. We may just do an episode, maybe a shorter one. Right. about my theory but the theory is bigfoot ufos all the cryptids ufo sightings shadow men uh possessions not possessions poltergeist chupacabra even mothman all have one thing in common mm-hmm. i'm serious one thing mm-hmm. okay. i can make a venn diagram and it'd be big as a board because when marty comes over for this episode i am going to have a piece of paper on my board and pointing it out as I'm talking. All right. Okay. And, no, man, I'm, I'm actually excited. I know you, you threw the idea out like a couple days ago. Yeah, I'm like, it just clicked. I was listening and to was Actually, like, the oh, idea okay. came and from... I didn't ask because I was like, well, at some point we're going to bring it up and talk, so I'm not going to just text it back and forth. Yeah, because right it, it makes more sense if I just tell you. It, so. Right, right. But actually, the idea came from what the Hollow Guys... Hollow Guys just did a pol- Hollow Sky Guys did a podcast on demonic possessions. Yeah. And that's when it clicked. Hmm. Interesting. And that's not the one thing. It's what they said just throughout the article right. that made sense. And the light bulb came on in my cobweb head. Yeah, right, right. And little puzzle pieces went, wait a minute. <laughs> Weird pieces that I don't yep. see. All right, folks. Yeah, that'd be cool. You good, Marty? I am okay. All right, everybody stay safe. Enjoy this cooler weather that's coming out. Yes. And as normal, fuck normal. Bye.
Shut up. 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 Shut up.